Hey there, and welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. Got a project to plug? Want to advertise in the podcast? Hit me up and we'll make it happen. Feel like sponsoring? Let's make that happen too. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, follow us on Twitter, and visit theaterinthenow.com for the latest news, reviews, and interviews. First, you sissy that walk, then you willow that puss. And that just happens to be this queen's Instagram handle. It's Pussy Willow. Hi! How are you? I'm good, how are you? Did you like that? Was that cute? Was that funny? was really cute. I really yeah. liked it a lot. Um, I almost like always wonder, is, like, is that your inspiration for it, or is that just coincidence? Um, no, that was it. No. Actually, it's because every version of Pussy Willow was taken oh. p- possible, so I was like, just make it willow that puss. There you go. And it's it's like It's iconic. <laughs> Well, we are here to talk about you, and I'm sure you love talking about yourself. I mean, <laughs> I you, truly you, do. you do bartend, so you are the like therapist who listens, but then you tell everybody about yourself. And oh wow, I don't talk to my customers when I bartend. No, <laughs> no, why not? Because I work people? in a sp- no, I just forget. Yes, but <laughs> but I also work in a sports bar, and it's all bro types, and I just don't. You're not into the bros. Not usually. <laughs> not usually. All right, we are going to start from the beginning. Okay. Where are you from? Massachusetts. I'm from Western Massachusetts. Western? What part? I am from Holyoke, Massachusetts. Okay, I spent some time in Western Mass. Really? Where? Um, well, I um, after I graduated, um, I spent the summer at Williamstown. Oh, okay. Uh-huh, so I know Williamstown quite well, and I love the Berkshires, and yeah. the rain in the summer, and then, like, stop it, and then it gets really hot and damp, and it's, it's fine. freezing in the winter. Yeah, and it's but it's gorgeous. Yeah. It's really gorgeous. pretty. Oh, yeah. I kind of miss it. I'm not a nature person, but I would go back for like for the nature a weekend, <laughs> a weekend, a weekend in a cabin with friends and booze and things. Yep. <laughs> so, what was it like growing up up there? Um, it was it was interesting. So we lived in uh, Holyoke. Used to be like a booming paper industry. Okay. Um, so it used to be like this height of this height of uh, factories and all this, and then the Great Depression hit, and it's now just kind of. <laughs> In ruins. Oh, I God. Guess. Yeah. So we grew up in not, uh, not like a suburban typical neighborhood, um, but we didn't live in like, I don't know, I guess it wasn't like complete poverty. Wow. I feel Fair. like I'm giving this a really bad <laughs> I understand it. it was, we have a nice house. It's haunted, but it's a nice It's haunted? House. Tell it's, me more about that. Oh, my God. Well, it was made around the Great Depression. I know it's haunted. I can just feel the energies in there, and, like, randomly, I would be the only one awake at night, and I would see, like, something out of the corner of my eye. Uh-oh. Yeah. If okay. You believe in that. So you live in haunted Massachusetts, <laughs> but you don't have an accent. I don't. But a lot of that is because when I came to school out here, Amda kind of kicked that out of me. Good, because that is one of my least favorite accents in the planet. Um, I my I had a roommate my freshman year of college. I went to Boston University. Mm-hmm. Um, he was from the Boston area, um, and he would get into fights with his girlfriend on the phone, and he would just scream, "Stop! Stop! Stop!" <laughs> I'm like, "No more! No more!" That's funny. So please, no more packing. You can have a yad. <laughs> I will say if I'm there for too long, I will come back and say "wicked" a lot. Wicked. Oh, it's wicked crazy. Wicked pissa. <laughs> no, not that bad. You don't say wicked pissa. No. Okay, good. I will, um, though. If you want me to start, I'll start Yeah, that's it. your next show, Wicked Pissa. Wicked Pissa. <laughs> and we just do 
piss play. Oh, the whole time. No. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm sure there are queens who would love that show. DM yeah. me. We'll yeah. talk. <laughs> well, so you mentioned AMDA. Mm-hmm. What brought you from Massachusetts to AMDA? Well, I knew the first time I ever came to New York that this was where I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. 100%. I just, I felt more at home in New York than I ever did in Massachusetts. And, um... And honestly, the reason I went to AMDA is because I applied to go to a bunch of different uh, theater schools for musical theater, and AMDA was the first one that I auditioned for, and they were the first one to get back to me. And you're like, I'm in, I'm going, bye. Yeah, well, basically, it was like, you have till this point to let us know, and the point to let them know the deadline was before any of my auditions for the other schools, which I think the next one was supposed to be AADA, out of where, yeah. And um, I didn't want to risk it. Mm-hmm. The fear of not coming to New York was so strong that I was like, okay, I'll go to AMDA. Now, for those who don't know AMDA, I feel like at this point I've interviewed everyone who's ever been to AMDA. <laughs> um, AMDA is a two-year program? Yes. So you go when you're basically like 18. Yeah. You leave before you're even legal. Yeah. What is that transition like where you're out of college, basically, and have to be an adult at age 20? It is pure survival mode instantly um they don't have a meal plan at amda you're like working on like yeah i used to eat crackers (laughs) then you're dancing five days a week so you that was the skinniest ever was that was great but um yeah it's pure survival mode you learn very quickly how to just take care of yourself yeah now what activities did you do when you were at amda like in school yeah um let's see i mean we had a lot of classes we had to take four different dance classes Mm -hmm. Um, we didn't have really any time to like go out and be around the city or anything because the classes were so intense. They call it Scamda because they let a lot of people into the school, but basically it's because a lot of people drop out and they get to take their money. But the classes are actually very hard to get through. Now you're here, you're in New York, city of arts. What did you do? What did you see? What, What did I see when I first moved here? No, like when you were in school, like did you have time to go out and see shows or go to clubs at all? Did you sneak in? Oh, yeah. Well, I snuck... Well, I went to, I went to Splash. And I used to sneak into Vlado and uh, Flaming Saddles. <laughs> um, all the ones around there. Uh, yeah, I didn't get to go out a lot, though. There wasn't a lot of time. And I didn't get to see a lot of shows because I was so poor and so broke. Yeah. Now, you wanted to be an actress. Mm-hmm. Musical theater. Mm-hmm. What were your dream roles? Ooh! Okay. Um, oh gosh. Honestly, I always liked the roles that I was never, I would never be typecast for. So originally I really wanted to be like Glinda, <laughs> which now, nowadays I would never, never do. Or I always wanted to do like, um, the MC and Cabaret. Mm-hmm. Um, those... now at school, what do they typecast you as? They, our second semester, we were supposed to get, like, typecasted, and they couldn't find one for me. I was too versatile. Interesting. Yeah. So you would be probably a character actress. Yeah, which I kind of am. <laughs> yeah, and, and are there any character actress roles that you're like, okay, that's, I, I'm going to stop drag right now. This is what I'm going to do. Anything Helena Bottom Carter has ever done. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, Mrs. Lovett, 100%. Yeah. Nice. When did drag into your life? Drag entered my life about five, six years ago. Um, I had 
a friend who I'd been friends with since the seventh grade and he ended up moving to New York and he had done like a little bit of drag in Massachusetts and then he was starting to do like casual drag here in the city and he introduced it to me because I would see I would go see um misdemeanor and mocha light and ruby roo before she became like ruby roo ruby roo at vlada um when they had like these tiny little dinky shows upstairs and that was the first time i got introduced to drag and the first season of drag race i watched was season six which mm-hmm. is the best season of drag race okay it's just i i, I would say season five but six <laughs> is good too six is good too i love six uh so that was the first time i got introduced into drag and um i started doing it uh, kind of fun and he was sort of my drag mother and he kind of showed me how to sort of showed me how to do makeup but he didn't really yeah. teach me anything because if you ever go f- back on my Instagram and look back through the pictures uh, it's really rough it's terrible and I have pictures with like Bob and Bianca and they're like just embarrassing yeah well how would you describe pussy in three words uh crazy <laughs> yes absolutely <laughs> um <laughs> So crazy, um, fun. Yeah. Uh, honest. Yeah, that checks out. Yeah. What is the origin story of your drag name and persona? Um, well, Pussy Willow uh, mostly came about because we were thinking of a drag name for Mimi and my semi-ex drag mother. And um, Pussy for obvious reasons. And Willow, honestly, because... Um, at the time, I was really obsessed with Buffy. <laughs> okay. And uh, Dark Willow was one of my favorite parts of Buffy, so it became Pussy Willow. Nice. Yeah. How long does it take to transform into Pussy? Nowadays, it doesn't take long. It takes about one and a half to two hours. Yeah, not too bad. It used and to take like three to four. <laughs> what? For those who see you, they mm-hmm. see a unique face. Mm-hmm. How did you decide that's the look I want to do in drag? experimentation and I feel like it's I'm still changing it I feel like to this day like I'll continuously mm-hmm. like try something different or yeah watch a different drag queen's makeup tutorial and be like oh I like that let me try that because you're bold you 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 go big yeah oh yeah who are some of your drag inspirations Ooh. um well Alaska for sure is a huge one um I'd have to say I mean talking about like Rue girls or Anything. like girls Anyone. in um, I'd have to say a lot of, I learned a lot from going to drag shows. So some of my biggest, like, local drag inspirations, definitely, like, from back in the day when I would go see Bob, her comedy was really my biggest inspiration for comedy. Um, but I would have to say, like, Sutton and Paige have been huge influences on me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Nice. <laughs> well, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna dive into, um... A serious question. Oh, okay. In today's scene, there is discrepancy as to how we refer to biologically born women and female identifying performers in drag. Mm-hmm. Let's get your take on the discussion and what terms should we use and not use? Mm. I think it's uh, it can be specific to each person. Um, it depends on what they want to be called. I've gotten I've heard a lot of backlash about the term bio queen, um, just because of trans rights. So I kind of geared away from it, um, mostly because also I am biologically a female, but I identify as gender nonconforming. Right. So um, I usually like to use AFAB, a female at birth, because that's what's true to me. Mm-hmm. But I do think it's specific to individuals. 
Yeah. Yeah. But I just say I'm a drag queen. Absolutely. Yeah. As you because should, I am. Because you are. <laughs> exactly. So you participated in a little competition called the Ultimate Drag Pageant. I did. If I'm getting my numbers correct, that was season eight? Yes. What was your experience like? I loved it. I really loved it. It was my first big pageant. Um, it was, I got along with all, we all got along really well, which was shocking. I didn't expect that to happen. I mean, I usually get along with people, but I didn't expect all of us to get along. Um, at first I was super nervous, just like terrified out of my mind. But then I stopped caring so much about that and more just was doing it for the fun of it and for the experience and just to really use the stage yeah. time to my advantage. What was the biggest takeaway? What's like, what's the best thing you've learned about doing that show? Um, I learned to just have more fun. Because the more important. fun you have, the more fun the audience has. Was there anything that was the most challenging for you? Um, I think the most challenging thing was trying to figure out what it was that the judges would want. Which isn't something that should be like a main concern because right. that's not definitely the main point but when it got to a point where I was feeling like oh I felt like I should have done better this week that was challenging because I would finish being on stage and I would think oh that's this is great I, I must be in the top there's no way I can't be in the top and I would watch all the other queens perform and they were, the thing was we were all really good so it was hard to tell but the moments when I was let down it was really hard for me to deal with being let down because I'm not actually good at losing. I'm kind of, I'm a oh, bit of a no. sore loser. I don't show it to people when I'm there, but I'll go home and I'll just be like, I'm not good enough. But yeah. Nice. And you, you seem to all be a pretty close group. Yeah. Mostly. Yeah. <laughs> what New York City drag queen that you've yet to work with is on your dream list? Ooh, I love this question. And I've, it's, it's fun because I've worked with a lot of them now. Um, but I, I really want to say one that's, who would I love? Well, besides like the obvious ones who, cause they're rarely around, but I'd love to work with Cracker cause mm -hmm. I love her so much. Um, I miss her being in the city all the time. But, uh, as far as ones who have not been on Drag Race and are still hanging around, I would really, <laughs> um, I would love to work with Paige. Mm -hmm. Um, I would Love to, like, actually do, like, a show with Sutton. Um, I love Chelsea Piers. I would love to work with Chelsea. Jackie Cox. Oh, my, they're all, like, the Broadway queens. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to do a show, like, a full-on show Gypsy with Housen. Marty. Yeah. Yeah, Gypsy. <laughs> yeah, Gypsy There you go. <laughs> now, if you could create a show at any venue, what would it be called and what would we expect? Ooh. I would love to have a show at Hardware. Um, okay. that's, that would be a goal. Cause I, I think that's just one of the best bars in Manhattan. Um, what would it be called? Oh, I don't know. It depends what night it would be on. I would love to have Are it you like alliteration. I do. I do. I would, I really want to have like a Slytherin Sunday or a Slytherin, Slytherin Saturday. Sunday. Yeah. So is it all Harry Potter themed? No. Well, that one would maybe. <laughs> I've never seen Harry Potter, so I wouldn't be there, so sorry. Yeah, I've heard that you don't really like Harry Potter. It's okay. It's not that I don't like it. I've never <laughs> seen it. And I've said, because I'm a lonely old man, that I would only watch it if I had someone to cuddle with. And no one wants oh. to cuddle with me, so I'm not watching Harry Potter. <laughs> That's my life. Now, you are an Astoria queen through and through. Yeah. How would you describe Queen's drag? And why do you think it's important in the landscape of the New York nightlife? 
Uh, there's something about Queen's Drag where, because I feel like Astoria is such a close-knit community, um, because everybody who goes to Icon or Albatross, we all kind of know each other. Yeah. It's very much like cheers. Yeah. Um, so I feel like it's more comfortable to perform in Queens because you don't have the fear that you would in Manhattan where Manhattan's consistently like a rotating audience of like, you don't know who's going to be there. Right. Whereas in Astoria, you, there's going to be at least like five to 10 people in the audience that you know. Right. So I think there's something comforting about it. Yeah, and and they they are very fun spaces. The yeah. the bartenders are lovely. Yeah, it 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 is. I mean, especially Albatross. It's like Cheers. It is exactly like Cheers. You walk in and someone knows who you are. Yeah, and if you don't know who they are, you bring them over and you say, "What's your name?" Exactly. And then you roast them for the rest of their lives. Exactly. <laughs> or you make out with them, one or the other. Oh God, yeah. that that doesn't happen to me. Uh, you need to start making out with people. I guess so. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Well. <gasps> Speaking of albatross, mm-hmm. that's kind of where pussy thrives. Yeah, and you have a show there called Pussy Party. I do. Tell us about it. Well, um, Pussy Party. So I got that show because I mean, albatross is what gave me life. my my life. Yeah, basically, um, because I did my debutantes there, and then I was uh, DJing for Jacqueline on Mondays, and so that's where I got to try out all my material on stages. And um, Pussy Party originally <laughs> started as me hosting um, Ladies Night, mm-hmm. but it wasn't really turning into a Ladies Night. Right. So it really was just turning into me doing my entire repertoire of songs for four hours, which was not working uh, because then I was having to create new material, which is good. Yeah. Like I was creating a lot of new material, but then you're seeing all of my material every single week. Absolutely. Which can get old really fast. But um, now Pussy Party has become a giant party. We play games. I love giving away free alcohol because I want everyone to be drinking and having a fun time. Now, you don't just like give free alcohol. You get, oh, you no. get you the squirt bottle. You have to win it. But yeah. you get the squirt bottle. Oh, yeah. Well, actually, I have a, a turkey baster mm-hmm. that I use and I squirt into people's mouths. It's so dirty. I know. I love it. So naughty. Can I baste you? <laughs> uh, what is it like working at Albatross? I love it. It's it's home, you know, it's home. And um, I love that I have the ability to have a space where I can bring queens that I love or new queens who don't really have a space to try out material. And I can be like, hey, come to my show and like do a couple numbers and like maybe make a little tips, get a little bit of an audience and just like and also it's sort of selfish because I want to hang out with them and I want to yeah. perf- see them perform. Now, do you find aside from the locals that you or friends with, neighbors with, whatever, do you find it difficult to get an audience to come to Albatross? Uh, sometimes. Sometimes. I feel like it is... I feel like if it weren't for the fact that Albatross is the way it is, that it's so welcoming and such like a, a, a cheers environment, I think it would be harder to get friends who don't live in Queens to come out there. Yeah. But because of the way it is, it's actually... Some nights it's really hard, and some nights it's like, oh yeah, we'll be there. Yeah. What makes your show different than all the other shows at Albatross? Um, I think I'm a little crazier than everybody else's, just personality-wise. And also... Um, but Harry Yellow works there, too, so... <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Well, okay. I love her. <laughs> no, she I knows lo- I call her crazy. I know. I love... No, I love her, too. Um, I... 
because I am determined to, because I think I'm not really hosting something specific because I'm kind of just like doing my night. Um, now at this point, I think that what makes it different is that you're getting a four hour long party and you don't really know what's going to happen or what to expect and everyone gets to be included in it. Yeah, and you are no stranger to bringing um, sexy boys up on stage and making them undress. No. Um, Have you ever gotten the joy of becoming an official matchmaker? No, I've tried really hard. (laughs) None of them have hooked up? Oh, oh, well, yeah, that. Okay, okay, you got the (laughs) hooked up. Not dating. Not dating? Okay, come on, pussy, you gotta make that happen. Oh, God. It's well, it's not my fault. <laughs> it is. You have to physically put them together. <laughs> I should like, be here. in the bedroom when they're hooking when, up and be like, "That's yeah, good. You, Move like, that there." And be like, "Okay, now your phone number is in his uh, right. phone. This is also his last name." Right. And 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 then you. I approve all that. the text messages. Right. And then you can start a, a Facebook chat. Yeah. And, and be like, "This is where you should go find for date number one." <laughs> just yeah. completely rule the entire mm-hmm. yeah. relationship. Yeah. Maybe that's a new direction. Oh my god! I'm just. It's kind of like we're playing The Sims. But with real people. Yeah. I love that. What's wrong with that? Let's Nothing. do that. That Nothing. could be a new game. <laughs> you also are now part of the West End family. I am, yeah. Talk about that. Um, that came out because, so New Year's Eve, they did their party, and John asked me if I wanted to do um, a number at it, two numbers. And I was like, yeah, that's great. I would love to. I didn't have any plans for New Year's Eve at that point, any bookings or anything. And um, I was on my way there, and one of the hosts... Uh, couldn't make it anymore. So he was like, actually, do you want to MC with uh, Boudoir Lafleur?" And the moment I heard, first of all, I love Boudoir. I love her so much. And I was like, yeah, absolutely, 100%. And um, one of my top skills is that I'm good on the mic just talking on the mic. That's why during UDP, I would take the mic and talk to the audience before I would do any of my numbers Um, because that's more comfortable for me and I get to, it's better to perform for me. So because MCing is just, talking on the mic and I was introducing each act beforehand they were like oh my gosh she's so funny we really like her and the audience really liked me and so uh now that Poppy is leaving she's about to be gone um they were looking for people to fill that spot and um Peter Dunn was the one who was like we should have Pussy Willow do it and I was like yeah you should nice (laughs) and it'll be fun because it's right after Laguna's show so I'm hoping to just keep her audience and it's called it is called the, it is, as I'm about to forget what it's called, it is called Wicked Willow Wednesday. All right. Yeah. Poster by Audrey Phoenix. <laughs> Who dat? Well, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Oh, gosh. You know what? You know, you know what? I'm feeling like it's time for some tea time. Ah! I love tea time. Okay, let's do it. As you know, because you've listened to the podcast mm-hmm. before, but in case this is the first time for some listeners, this is called tea time. Um, Pussy Willow is going to... Be given a name of some peers, her sisters, friends, people she may hate. Who knows? Oh my god. She's going to give some tea, spill some dirt, whatever you're feeling. Now, there is a history, obviously, of people being very nice during the segment. I'm sure you're going to be very nice, too. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. It's all out of love, and we are going to start with Marty Gold Cummings. Ah! Well, okay, so Marty is... To me, this is, I was just talking about this the other day. Marty is, to me, my RuPaul. Because mm-hmm. I did, because honestly, I hadn't really gone to Marty's shows before UDP. And so I really only knew Marty through her being in charge of the competition. And so 
Marty's demeanor has always come off to me as, um, she's always been really sweet to me and always really nice, but Marty's a very busy person. Mm -hmm. And so I'm never upset if Marty is flippant or Marty is just not, you know, completely engaged with you because she's thinking about a million things at once. But I also think of her as like this, it's Marty. Yeah. So, um, I love Marty, but I don't expect her to give me the world. Of course not. Yeah. No one should be able to give you the world. No. Well. Not even drag mothers. No. I don't don't have one of those, so I don't know. (laughs) Maybe you'll find one. Um, Maybe this next person could be your drag mom. Oh, gosh. Lemon. (laughs) Oh, my God. I hate that fucking bitch. No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Um, No. (laughs) Oh, my God. I can't believe you just said that. Um, I... (laughs) I love Lemon. I really love her. I, like, hate love her. Um, she's She's good. so stupid. She's, she's good. so good. She's so... Lemon, the first week of UDP, I remember thinking, I was like, oh, I have... A, I think I have a really solid chance. I was like, all these girls are really good, but I was like, my performance is really good. And Lemon was the last person to go up. And the moment I saw she was a dancer, I was like, oh, fuck me. And then she was funny, and I was like, ugh. And then I knew. I was. I knew from the. I knew from the first week. I was like, she's gonna win. She's gonna win the whole thing. And then she did. She did. I love her. She's just like, so stupid. <laughs> yeah. In the best way. Well, she was the winner. You were in the top. Mm-hmm. And then there was Michelle shocked. That's my baby. That's my wife. Um, I love Michelle. I love her so much. She's one of those queens from UDP that I have clicked with. She was actually the first week when I saw her. I was intimidated because her makeup was so gorgeous. I was like, ooh, she's going to be my competition. And uh, I love her. I just love her so much. She's such a weirdo. That's one yeah. of my favorite things about her. Oh, God, am I going to be nice about everybody? Uh, this, oh, is, this is what I say. So boring. Everybody does this. <laughs> Give me someone I hate. No, I'm just kidding. Wait. Oh, no. Oh, God, here we go. <laughs> well, another sister of yours from UDP, Vix. Oh, I love Vix. She's so stupid, too. <laughs> that whole, the whole click. Um, now I love Vix. Uh, she's, she's amazing. And, um, she's been changing up her makeup recently, which I think is, it's really getting more, um, have you seen any of her new Instagram posts? Uh, probably. She's been doing like this, like fantastical makeup. She did like a oh, mermaid yeah, 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 look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was living yeah, yeah. for yeah. it. I love that. I think I like Fix cause she's like always changing up what she's doing mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. I love her. And she's very talented. She's a great singer. She's, she's a good one. She's one that I, every time I see her, I'm like, you're really good. Yeah. And I don't care if, if I have to tell you this every time. I don't know if everyone tells you this, but you're really good. She's really good. And I appreciate good. you. Yeah. She's good. She is. She's good people. Yeah. Next up, another good person, Sterling. Oh, love Sterling. God, I'm going to love all of them. I love Sterling. Um, Sterling shook me through that competition. She was just like... Every week she brought something so different than everybody like else. Like Scary Monster Baby? Oh my god, yes. Oh my gosh. Sterling and I are supposed to have a day where she shows me how to do some like solid horror makeup soon because her horror makeup is yeah. ridiculous. So you're, she's going to show you horror makeup. You'll show her horror makeup. Right. <laughs> um, we'll just ha- I'll teach her how to be a whore. It'll yeah. just be a whole thing. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> Next up is Audrey Phoenix. Oh god, Audrey. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. I love Audrey. I spend so much time with Audrey. Um, I don't know. I love Audrey so much. I'm really excited to see what she brings to Iconic and to see how she's evolved since UDP because she was great in UDP, but I know that she's 
itching to show that she can do more. Yeah, I'm excited. She she is someone I've after seeing her perform at UDP, I was like, I'm gonna keep my eye on this one. This one is someone to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think she's gonna be great, and I'm hoping Iconic will give her even more of a boost of confidence. Yeah, because I think that's lacking a little bit. Because it's scary when there's so many queens and you have to try to fit in. Yeah, and you're actually a sweet, nice person. Right. It's hard, but I'm excited for her. I am too. I think she's gonna do a really good job. Um, this next person you can talk freely about because they're not physically at this apartment right now. Cherry Poppins. <laughs> oh, Cherry. <laughs> Cherry has been really, really good to me. Um, she, let, she lets you wear her wigs. She lets me wear, my, wear her wigs. She's, um, she's gonna, she's gonna show me some sewing tips soon because I need to learn to sew really badly. Um... Cherry's been really great to me. She's gonna um she's gonna be one of my guests in, in the next pussy party actually. Oh cute. Yeah. What's the theme? Uh we're going to do a self-love Valentine's Day because it's the oh. day before Valentine's Day. So a lot of um uh, mucho masturbation. Oh yeah. Ooh. That might be the name. That might be the theme name. You're welcome. Thank you. I'm really good at this kind of thing. <laughs> next up we have your icon friend, Petty Cake. I love Petty. I love Petty. Another one who, <laughs> when we had that competition at Albatross for the gigs, where I was like, oh, I feel like I did a really good job. And then she went on stage and started tap dancing. And I was like, okay, great. <laughs> cool. <laughs> good job. Um, no, I love Petty. She, uh, she's the reason I have hip pads. Um, she's the reason I'm going to soon learn how to do a proper death drop. Mm-hmm. I love her. Well, I, I think I would be remiss if I did not bring up this wonderful moment of <laughs> in time when um, you... Maybe slightly inebriated, decided, yes, I can pick up Petty Cake. Here, here's the thing. I could pick up Petty Cake if I hadn't been that drunk. Uh-huh, I don't, uh-huh. I think it was her fault for letting me pick her up. <laughs> oh, we're throwing blame at Petty now. Wow. No, I was there, really the video is mine. Oh my God, that video was so good. Though. It's really it was good. so solid. It's yeah. going down in history. That was a, it. Went that was down. A night. It went down because like we're all watching. Like oh oh my god, her head almost just hit the box. Could you imagine if I gave Petty Cake concussion? That would be everything. Oh my god, who would Come do that on, Wednesday? Tanya Harding. Split? <laughs> yeah. Next up um, is someone who enjoys alcohol as well. Vanna do. Yes, Vanna. Vanna Doo I started calling her. Doo-doo. I told her that last night. I was like, how do you feel about that? She said, I mean, I am shit, so thanks. I was like, yeah, Vanna Doo I love Vanna. I really love her a lot. Um, every time I watch her do a number, I think, God, she's so talented. I think I texted that to someone last night. I was like, God, I almost forget how talented Vanna is every time she does something. I think she's brilliant, and I think she uh, doesn't get the credit she deserves. Yeah. I think she should be booked more honestly well tell the world booker book vanadu booker <laughs> next up is the loudest bitch in all of astoria harryola grande <laughs> harry harry uh harryola um i love harryola she is so sassy to me all the time but she's sassy to everyone that's how she is um yeah i feel like harryola and i had this uh competitive thing at the beginning because we were put into these kind of competitive spots at albatross almost um 
but uh, I love what she's doing with Bear Night, and I think that her Sunday bingo, her nips, nips and nips and sips, is really smart. Yeah. And uh, it's taken off. Yeah, it's really taken off. I think she's doing right, and now she has a show at Rock Bar. She's doing well. She's doing really well. Has she given you any um, drag tips? No. No. <laughs> what would a pussy Harryella show look like? I don't think it would go well. Only because <laughs> we're so different in what we do. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what that would be like. I feel like it would be a mess. But We'd probably be doing a lot of poppers. That's very true. <laughs> you very, know? very true. That could be fun, actually. Um, speaking of people who um, like to get high because they're <laughs> high on life and don't want to be there, Arya Derchi. I knew Arya was going to come up. Arya. Um, <laughs> I'm in a bit of a friend obsession area with Aria right now. We're spending a lot of time together. Uh, I love Aria. Um, she's, uh, so smart in everything mm-hmm. that she does. And it's interesting because the way she does sh- her numbers on stage, they seem like wackadoodle. Yes. And <laughs> just like well, she crazy. Spins around with her arms in the air. Right. But everything is so thought out, mm-hmm. and she plans everything very specifically to each moment, which I think is very... She's very clever. Do you think she lives in the same fantasy world as Valentina? No. But they they each have their own fantasy world. I could see that, yeah. yeah. That that That's a, a night I would like to see. Valentina and... Aria. Aria. Mm-hmm. That would be interesting. Yeah. That would be really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, Miss Aria, you're a killer. <laughs> and I know you want to kill this next person. Nicole Anoscopy. Oh, God. Hate her. Hate, Hate her. her. Hate her. Nikki Bean. Nikki O. I, I am so excited to guest at her show tomorrow at Rock Bar. I cannot wait. Um, I've loved Nicole since the moment I saw her. Actually, <laughs> fun fact, Nicole was the first drag queen I ever had a crush on. Oh. Mm-hmm. I, like, full on, like, in and out of drag, and I was like, oh, my God, such a crush, <laughs> such a crush on Nicole. Um, I just think... I think my favorite thing about Nicole is that her in drag is so different than her out of drag. And not many people know that. I know. And I think it's very funny because uh, in drag, she's just like this sweet, oh my gosh. It's a character. She's such character. And then out of drag, she's like hardcore slither and like, she's sneaky. But I, but she's also still very sweet and genuine mm-hmm. at the same time. She's so, ambitious. She's, she knows what she she's wants. She's very ambitious. And she'll get it. Yeah, I I love her. I love her so much. Next up is someone that many people may not know, but I had to scour your Instagram to make sure I'm not missing people that I had to include. And this is Miss Cinnamon Buns. Cinnamon Buns? Oh my god. My drag niece. Um, your drag niece? How yeah, does that she's work? one of my drag niece. Well, one of none. Um, <laughs> she's my drag niece. Uh, well, Cinnamon Buns is, um, we became friends because she's best friends with my roommate Christian, and uh, she hasn't been doing drag for very long, but I know she's been very actively trying to get more opportunities, so that's why I've had her on the stage, and I think she's uh, trying to do the next debutante show that oh, Cacophony is hosting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When's that? Uh, the 27th. Oh, I did not know what's happening. Yeah. I just saw they posted something about it yesterday. Oh, interesting. Yes, that's coming up. Um, she has very smart ideas. She's definitely still in the new stages of drag where she's just, like, still, like, very much getting her footing. I see a lot of... She'll she'll hate when I say this. I see a lot of myself in her. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. 
But yeah, she's, I think she's getting better and better with the practice. Yeah, and a very cute boy as well. Very cute boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very funny. Very yeah. witty. Next is Sutton Lee Seymour. Sutton, Sutton Lee Seymour. Oh, how do we talk about Sutton? I love Sutton. Um, Sutton's been so good to me. She's She's been such a mentor. Anytime I ever have a question about anything, I ask Sutton, and she's instantly gives me some great advice. Um, I would just love to do more things with Sutton. Because that's just a, it's, it's a dream. It's a dream. Yeah. <laughs> I understand that. And last but not least, I have to ask you about Jacqueline Hyde. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> Jacqueline, you should just start recording this and you can use it as blackmail soon. <laughs> well, I famously made Jacqueline become my friend. I forced her to be my friend. Uh-huh. How, do, how does that work? <laughs> I would go to, when I got back into drag uh, this past year, I would go to Jacqueline's karaoke nights, and I would go in drag, and (laughs) I would just watch, and then I would, like, go do a couple numbers, and um, Jacqueline has always been very sassy, but I just kind of, like, continued to keep making my way into her life, and uh, no, she didn't even realize it, but we're best friends, and (laughs) I love her. Um, and hater so mm-hmm. much. Yeah, it's a very, it's a very much love, love, hate. It's a sisterhood. It's a pure sisterhood. Until she ends up in a glass cage like the show You, and and there's yeah. no escape. Right. Exactly. I mean, that's also dreams. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Obsession. Is it healthy to be competitive in the drag scene? And do you think rivalries build up naturally through the circuit? I think it is healthy to be competitive. I think it's healthy to be competitive. Unless you let it start to overwhelm what you're doing. I think that if you are competitive, you have a drive and you have a fire under you and it pushes you to work harder. But I also think if you are letting the thoughts of what everybody else is doing consume you, then it's it's taking over what you're doing Yeah. and it's distracting. So there's a fine line in what you're doing with, with competing with other queens. That's fair. Yeah. Obviously, there is some drama in the nightlife scene Mm -hmm. that makes some wonder if this truly is a united community. In a community of sisterhood, why do you think it's important to just be supportive and not partake in the drama? I think there's so many other people we need to be fighting. Um, There's so, so much discrimination against the community still to this day. And I think there's so many other big fights we need to fight that I really hate drag feuds and yeah they're entertaining on facebook and whatever but um that i i don't like being involved personally in any drama specifically with people because i don't i don't know the point of it yeah why are we fighting each other when there's other things we need to be doing why are we putting the energy towards that Um, i agree I'm, i'm not a fan of it at all have you had to take part in any drama not not so far no that's good I've gotten into disagreements with people before, but I've never gotten into full-on, like, feuds with anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Should there be a rule of who can or cannot do drag? No. I don't think so. I think everybody can do drag. Anyone who wants to. I think so. Drag is is not... uh, It's ever-evolving, and it's for everyone. And there's no rules to what drag is. Right. Exactly. Who is your biggest celebrity crush? Oh. Hmm. Um. Good question. Male or female? Both. Okay. Well, 
Sarah Paulson. <sighs> Obviously, easy answer. I love her so much. Now, which version of Sarah Paulson? Oh, all of them. All of them? <laughs> She's very transformative, so you gotta she pick is. one. I have to pick one. one. Pick one Sarah Paulson. One Sarah Paulson. Uh, Sarah Paulson, anytime she's on Ellen. Okay. Yeah, that would be my Sarah Paulson. If I had to pick, like, a Sarah Paulson character. Um... Bird Box Sarah Paulson. <laughs> Dies instantly. No, oh, spoiler. Spoiler! Oh, you see it in the preview. It's, it's true. We know. Um, I would have to say my Sarah Paulson character pick, uh, Lana Banana, season two mm-hmm. of, uh, of American Horror Story. Yeah, that's a, she's a good one. No, you're male crush? Uh-oh. Okay, so... <laughs> I famously have very odd male crushes because of... I don't know. Okay. So I get made fun of this from my, from my family a lot. But when I was younger, my crushes used to be... Um, like some of my sexual awakenings were... <laughs> uh, Tim Curry as Rooster and Annie. Choices. Yep. And then later Tim Curry and Rocky Horror. And that was more like, well, you know, confusing What's going me. on? What's happening? Um, I've always had a big thing for Alan Cumming. Mm-hmm. Um, at one point... <laughs> you like eccentric men. I do. At one point, I had a thing for Michael Caine. Okay, <laughs> this, um, this is not a therapy session, but I feel like we should administer some therapy. Okay, which, like, old Michael Caine? Or, like... Well, I mean, what's young Michael Caine? <laughs> I mean, he's done a couple movies, like... No, like... 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 Grandfather area, Michael Gaines. Okay. We're learning a <laughs> lot about you today. Okay. Is there anyone else you would like to add to this list of Tim Curry, Alan Cumming, and Michael Caine? Oh, this is gonna be controversial, but I, uh, have always had a huge thing for Johnny Depp. Not controversial? It makes sense for you. <laughs> that, that one I could see. I'm like, yeah, that, that checks out. Yeah, it checks out. Who would you do for Snatch Game? Oh, I have always said I would do Catherine Hepburn, mm-hmm. uh, which I was going to do for UDP, but somebody had done it the season before, so I didn't get to Call it. her out. I don't know who it was. Who was it? Coco Taylor. It was? It was Coco? Taylor. It was Coco? <gasps> yeah, it was Coco Taylor. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Oh my God, I can't wait to talk to her. About- oh, I yeah. need to see her do it now. Yeah, because Nicole had told me, she said mm-hmm. somebody did it the season before and they killed it. And I was like, yeah. So then I did Dolly Parton. Uh, which I would also do for mm-hmm. a Snatch Game. Just steal Vanna's wig first. Yeah, yeah, I would steal Vanna's wig. I'm going to ask the question. If you had to pick one New York City drag queen to be your partner on The Amazing Race, who is it? Oh, wait, oh yeah. I, was, I thought about this. I'm sure it's not Jacqueline Hyde. <laughs> it's not Jacqueline. Listen, it would be great television for us. Listen. You two yeah. would... One of you would be in jail. There'd be no point in Jacqueline and I being on... Amazing race together because we would fight the entire time. She would, yeah, we would just fight the entire time. It wouldn't work. Um, it's so funny because I feel like there are some queens who would do really well in specific things, and then there's some queens like, like if I if it what who's going to balance you out? I know. I think Michelle would be maybe a really good choice. Michelle Shock. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because I feel like she would come up with some great ideas. Yeah. If it were a different show, if it were like I don't know, like Survivor. I'd be like Avon. <laughs> I feel like well, she's Avon crafty. knows Survivor very well. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I think Michelle Shocked would be a great choice. I think we do really well together. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna move into the pop five rapid fire. Okay, I'm gonna give you five pop culture things. You're gonna say the first word, phrase, story, whatever you want to talk about. Okay. First up, Rent Live. <laughs> that was last night. Oh my gosh. Um, 
it was, I couldn't figure out what I thought about it because I really liked, there's certain moments that got, got into me. Like <laughs> they're just like, I don't know, the group crying at the bar because there was just so many moments that were just like cut you in your heart. But I don't know if it's because of the actual rent live, live in quotations, um, or if it's because just the music is, it, you can't really avoid yeah. those feelings of that music. Um, and then there were a lot of moments that I was like, meh, about. So I haven't made a full decision. My biggest problem with it was the staging and the direction. Yeah. It's very hard to feel emotions in the show when you can't see everything. Yeah. Like, my biggest thing for me was um, No Day But Today. Mm-hmm. It's, it starts off with um, Roger and Mimi. It's their moment. And then at the end, we break into um, the life support group singing back on it. Yeah. We didn't see them. Right. We heard them. We yeah. didn't see them. And it loses impact. Yeah, I agree. And that's a crucial part of the story. Yeah. I thought the storytelling was horrendous, and they did not do justice to Rent. I don't think they did justice to it either. There were some fabulous performances. I'm not mm-hmm. taking that away. Rent was not told properly. No, but I think a lot, most of the time with these lives, they don't really do justice to any of the shows. No. I haven't and, seen one that I was like, that and, was so and great. Direction-wise, the chemistry between the actors was shit poor oh god no one it was terrible no one had chemistry yeah that was really upsetting next up is the government shutdown (sighs) i just it's over now which means time to do our taxes (laughs) um yeah i i'm just i'm so over it all i'm so over it everything with the government (laughs) fair That, that, that checks out too yeah number three celebrity big brother two I don't watch Big Brother. I don't watch Celebrity Big Brother. Okay, this interview is over. <laughs> kidding, kidding, kidding. Who's on, who's on it? Um, Dina Lohan. Okay. Um, Tom Green. Oh. Kato Kalin. Oh. Ryan Lochte. Should I watch it? Lolo Jones. <laughs> Tamar Braxton. Oh. Candy Burris. You know the entire list just off I the top of your head. You love so it much. so much. <laughs> um, I love it. It's a good show. Okay, you want me to watch you it? Should watch it. All right. <laughs> Next is Seven Rings by Ariana Grande. Okay, so I'm late to the game on Ariana because I very avidly disliked Ariana Grande for the longest time, and Same. I was very outspoken about it. And then I went to so many Jan sports shows that I <laughs> was forced to like her. And uh, I just jumped on the Ariana train, and I just like got really into Thank You Next. So I, I it's gonna take me like another two months to get into this song. Yeah, my my biggest thing is, it's fine to sample. Yeah. If you want to sample, you sample. When it becomes your safety crutch, not the best thing. Yeah. And also this controversy with this Princess Nokia song, damn girl. Wait, what? There's a song that basically sounds identical, lyrically too. Oh God. It's not good. Not good. That's not good at all. That being said, does it get stuck in your head? Yes, it does. Yeah, of course. And finally, number five, RuPaul's Drag Race season eleven. <laughs> honestly <laughs> uh oh god oh no honestly um i'm not super excited about it that's fine i i'm excited to see some queens i'm i really i want to have low expectations just so they can be exceeded but um you just want to drag race break yeah kind of but i also i don't know i really didn't like the promo i just didn't like the promo. i didn't like the theme of it i didn't like that whole thing in the interviews where they were in the tiny room. I just... Pussy Willow's now an art director. <laughs> <laughs> so I want my expectations to be exceeded. Fair. Yeah. I am here for it. 
I have my previous guest ask my current guest a question. Yes. This is a question from the gorgeous Venus Valhalla. Oh. If you were going to quit drag tomorrow, <gasps> what would be the last number you would do? Oh my god. What a question. Um out of my numbers? Yeah. Oh, that's hard. I guess I guess I would do um Oh my god. What a difficult question. The last number I would do. What a sad thing to think of. I feel like I would have to do some sort of big blowout ballad if it's the last one, but I don't that's not very me. I think I would have to do Honestly, one of my favorite numbers is my crazy number that I do with uh, the fake knife that I do my that's knife. That's a way to go with. out on. I think that's what it because would be. Because pro- you'll probably be committed right afterwards. Maybe I'll do it with a real knife and then I'll just like. <laughs> no, no, no. That would be What's that would be What's funny is Audrey number. was telling me about one of the numbers she's doing and she said, like, I'm not going to pull a, a pussy willow and have a real knife on stage. <laughs> you have a reputation. A girl. reputation for being dangerous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Now is your turn to ask my next guest a question. Okay, I've thought about this. Who, and obviously you can't tell me who it is. Who, uh, out of all the New York City drag queens, would you want to kai-kai with? There we go. It's it's out there. (laughs) It's happening. Well, if you've gotten this far in the podcast, use hashtag Pussy Party. Yeah. Where can we find you on social media? You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Venmo, Twitter, at Willow That Puss, W I W L O W T H A T P U S. You can find me at Albatross the second Wednesday of every month. You can find me at the West End the fourth Wednesday of every month. And uh, you can find me at uh, any bar you want to if you want to buy me a vodka soda, just uh, DM me. There you go. <laughs> this was a pleasure. This is a lot of fun. Thanks for being here. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks once again to Pussy for joining me. Make sure to tap that subscribe button and leave us a five-star review. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Mm -hmm.